Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, and today we're going to begin what's called a vision quest. Because of lockdown, and because this is an audio program, I've provided you with some, not all, of the instructions for each evening. So here's what a vision quest does. For the next few days, as long as you would like, maybe four or five would be good, um, take a glass of wine, for breakfast, no, no, sorry, got that wrong. Take a glass of wine after dinner, and if you prefer vodka, good for you. If you prefer no alcohol, that's even better. And sit on the back veranda or the back garden or the front veranda or the front garden. Sit somewhere where you will not be disturbed. Sit alone. Ask your partner or whoever's with you, the kids, just to give you 15 to 20 minutes all by yourself. Sitting in the chair comfortably or sitting on the floor if you love to cross your legs in a lotus position. And if you're really stretchy, sitting with your legs behind your head. And if you're really not stretchy and your back aches, get a pillow and lie down. But be warm. Lie down under the stars. And the whole idea of this is to just chill out. And what you do is you bring a notepad and pencil. Uh, sorry, old school. iPad and super pen or Apple pen. But I think a notepad and pencil, I, I've recommended throughout the course of this program that you use a journal and you keep rough notes in the journal. And so you can make a clip folder and just take pieces of paper out with you if you want. And the idea is to lie there looking up at the stars and ask the question, what would you love me to do? Now, who are you talking to? Heaven knows. Something bigger than you. It could be a tree. It could be a star. It could be God, if you believe in that, or uh, Allah, or Shiva, or well, whoever. What would you love me to do? And the idea of a vision quest is to sort of zone out for a little while and just allow your imagination not to be in your control. So there's a great old quote we use when we do vision quests and I've done thousands of them with people around the world. And that, that is nothing comes from you, it only comes through you. But most people are so busy thinking and using their uh, self-talk to occupy their brain that they can't sort of slow it down to allow information to come in unless they're in the shower or having a poo or doing something that completely distracts them from their self-talk and bingo, something comes. That's why they say success breeds success because when we have success and we're feeling good about ourselves and our life, our self-talk drops away because there's no need for it. And when our self-talk drops away, in a sense, it becomes proactive, positive self-talk and we just breed more success because self-talk is the cause of success. Lying down on the ground, you can have self-talk. You say, what would you love me to do? 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 
So at the end of the process of, of, the, uh, of lying down for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever you want, or sitting down, having a glass of wine, you take your notepad and pencil, and you could have made notes all the way along if you feel like it, because what you'll find is you'll think of something and then you'll forget it. But that thought that you had isn't yours. It's, it's, it's your responsibility. It's been given to you, and you don't own it. You, 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 your responsibility is to put it on a piece of paper. Your inspirations, we call them. So either have the paper nearby and just scribble, even by not looking at the paper, try and write something, or have the paper convenient so you can see what you're writing and just scribble. Um, and what we're trying to do here is to uh, define, in a sense, not what we want in the seven areas of life. We're going to do that a little bit later. But what we're saying is, what would you love me to do? Meaning, what difference would you love me to make? What changes would you like me to make in the world? What thing would you like me to help other people experience? What would you love me to give? What would you love me to share what would you love me to change modify help grow so you're kind of like asking for direction with a vision what we do is we create a platform for a vision so a balanced person as we've worked on the discard process a balanced person is balanced in all seven areas of life so the mission or the vision or whatever you want to call it of the seven areas of life is to be balanced. In other words, to, to seek perfection, to feel perfection, and to feel stable and strong and fulfilled in all seven areas of life. Once the platform is built and the platform stable with balance in all seven areas of life, then you're free to ask the next question, which is the one we're asking now in your vision quest, what would you love me to do? You might even close your eyes and visualize the universe looks like beyond you now or what the what the me where the message will come from in other words some indigenous people when i work with them in vision quest we go into a sweat lodge and we put rocks in a big big bonfire outside this sweat lodge and we heat these rocks it's very frightening because they've got to choose the rocks really carefully because they can explode if they heat them and we bring the rocks into the sweat lodge one by one with a shovel and we sit around the inside of a sweat lodge, sometimes totally in the buff. So it's kind of like spooky with the sparks flying and things. But in the middle of the sweat lodge, there's a goop. There's a hole in the ground um, and there's nothing else. There's no, not, the, the hole, there has no fire. But into this hole in the ground, which is not so deep, maybe hand depth, we place very carefully these red hot rocks and that's the only light when the door closes there's about five or six red hot big rocks about the size of uh, a bowling ball sometimes they're a bit smaller size of a baseball but mostly they're about the size of a bowling ball and those rocks are glowing red and the door closes and all you can see is the red embers of the fire of this uh, these glowing rocks, there's no for flames, but there's glowing red rocks and the heat is excruciating. And then what the leader of the sweat lodge does, which is was typically me in Australia anyway, in the vision quest that we're doing, uh, has a ladle in a bucket with 
uh, eucalyptus and sage and we pour the water over the red hot rocks and they release energy the steam and the steam burns your skin it's really intense so you've got to stay very still so you let the sweat be a cooling mechanism between you and the steam and the sage smells and the steam evaporates and the sweat lodge becomes absolutely choked with the steam and the indigenous people believe the rocks have a voice they call them grandfather and grandmother so they have an ancient voice and this ancient voice is where their voice comes when they say what do you want me to do the way they connect with the rocks is they thank uh, the four directions of the past they say thank you for all the women who ever lived on this earth that's the first thing that every sweat lodge does and everybody gets a chance to say in their own way thank you to all the women that ever existed for their suffering for their bravery for the birthing of children for the beautiful thing they've built for the beautiful world they've created and apologize in some way for the way they've been treated we all take responsibility for that in a sweat lodge we then look at all the men and the and the the situation they've come from the man direction and we thank them for their contribution we thank them for fighting for what they thought was right we thank them for their uh, uh, contribution to the birthing of children in the world and then we talk to them about the crimes they've committed against the women and we own this stuff in a sweat lodge and it's just basically saying thank you and for, for, for being here and the grandfather and the grandmother uh, we don't blame anybody we just acknowledge what happened the next direction we talk to is is we talk to the direction of nature and we talk back into nature and we go back as far as we can each of us and thank nature for everything that has contributed for us to be here in this world today and the next direction is the future when we look at the future we ask what do you want me to do thank you for the future I'm about to live this sweat lodge process for me is the ideal way to do an evening vision quest because in connecting our heart and apologizing because even women have to apologize because they've equally been brutal on women we've all uh, persecuted the female and even just owning this in a sweat lodge brings you into a state of dignity and owning the especially for men owning what men have done and the brutality of uh, war and the brutality of things uh, makes us responsible for who we are now accepting that nature is the giver of all life is a beautiful part of a sweat lodge and of course thanking the rocks thanking grandma and grandpa thanking grandmother and grandfather for the future which is what we're going to try and explore and then you ask the rocks grandma grandmother and grandfather rocks and more water goes on the rocks and more eucalyptus and more sage goes on the rocks and it's burning you say what do you want me to do and you get a voice everybody gets a voice do that for 20 minutes leave the sweat lodge stand outside try to cool down some people dip themselves in the river 
put buckets of water on their head and then soon enough we go back in on their hands and knees, crawl around the sweat lodge and we start putting more rocks in. We do it four times. This is a beautiful little process but you can make up your own because doing a vision quest in your garden of an evening for four or five nights or whatever you choose to do, doing your little vision quest in the garden is something that as a leader trying to maintain yourself in the top four levels of your consciousness kind you really need to do it every three or four months you really need to revisit your vision revisit your platform revisit your inspiration revisit your purpose revisit your vision the one thing that you want to stand for the one thing you want to go and do while you maintain a level platform of balance in all seven areas of life and so this practice you get good at it you get good at it and you find in cultures up in tibet where i've been with people doing this process or in sherpa land up in the himalayas or in india when you do this process very very or i've been in colombia in south america in the sierra nevada whoa doing this process with Hispanic uh, shaman up in caves you find that most people who do this in a traditional way you get in some way into a state of psychedelic trance and they do that with uh, strange brews <laughs> of alcohol and all sorts of ayahuasca and all sorts of things that send them off into funny places and in the Himalayas it's a big bong we don't need to do that uh, those people live in the strangest worlds uh, we don't need to do that uh, us we just need our imagination to be let free for the child within us to be allowed to play for just one 15 minute period out in the garden at night i hope you're looking forward to this remember to take your note and pad and pencil remember to set some sort of very uh, gentle alarm so you know when to come back in Remember not to be disturbed. Remember if the dog starts barking next door and the cat starts meowing or someone starts yelling or the kids are involved, remember that is just, that noises, those noises are become part of your vision quest. You're not trying to uh, uh, fight off the elements. You become uh, engaged with them. But we don't want to be shocked because your nervous system will be uh, exposed and relaxed. I'm looking forward to hearing the results you get from your few days doing vision quests.